0: I'll tell you what they've achieved, they've achieved something absolutely rotten. And uh, Kieran McGinley, as a player was you know a, a phenomenal player and he didn't cry and he didn't quench, you know. Our mission was to show that we're no longer the Whipping Boys of Munster. But I'll tell you what, you can forget about Sean Kavanagh as far as he's a
1: man. Remember that tribe in, in, in Iraq, the Shiite tribe? Well, we've watched Shiite football.
2: People think I'm a bit of a, a lunatic, loose cannon, whatever you'd
0: like there. Uh, Share Come on, move, move!
2: Welcome back to the GA Scores Podcast. You're joined by myself, Piers Corkin, this week, and I'm joined by a very, very special guest, nine-time now All Ireland winner Jackie Tyrrell. Welcome to the show, Jackie.
1: Yeah, thanks very much for having me, Pierce. Yeah,
2: great. congratulations on the great win last weekend. Obviously, uh, to jump right into it, it was obviously a little bit of a different experience for you. What were your emotions like last Sunday?
1: Yeah, it was uh, it was a little bit more different. Um, I suppose I was I was disappointed not playing, but um, you know that was Friday evening when the team was announced. I was delighted obviously to be in the twenty six, but disappointed not to be playing because you know all learners are you just want to be involved in them. So you know I just just got over that straight away, and it was all about the team and all about getting Joy holding up to our steps. So um, come Sunday, you know I was I was ready to do whatever needs to be done if I needed to play any part in the game, I was ready to do that, so um, that was kind of where my my, my mindset was, uh, going up on
2: the bus on Sunday. Now, Kilkenny over the years, you know, I think Brian Cody now, I think is 11 All-Irelands, and Kilkenny have just, you know, blown blown away teams year after year after year, and fellas like yourselves and a few other fellas on, on that team have pockets full of All-Ireland medals, and it kind of leaves the rest of the country thinking, Jesus, how did they do it? And I know from listening to interviews with yourself and Richie Hogan said at the start of this week that there's no magic formula. It's just we do the simple things over and over again. But do you think, just for instance, comparing between yourselves last Sunday and Mayo in the in the senior football on Saturday, a team that i have been trying to make the breakthrough and have always fallen at the last hurdle, do you think experience counts a huge amount? For Kilkenny and where the team is at at the moment.
1: Yeah, I, I I would definitely agree, and and probably <clears throat> mental strength comes from that experience, and when you're tested to the max, and when you know when it's not looking good for you, and those elements of doubt creep into individuals and a team, that you have to be mentally strong and draw on previous experiences and say, look, as we've done it before, we've done it again, we've been tested so many times by so many great teams and players. We can do this. Let's pull together, um, and let's ask the questions of the other team and see if they have the answers. And that is comes from experience and drawing on those experiences. And obviously, Mayo don't have probably those strong, good. Good, good, mentally strong stories. Whereas they're drawing on right lads, probably a negative side of it. Uh, you know, we've been hurt so many times. You know, let's let's try drive this over the line where uh, we know we can draw on something that is strong and positive there. Um, and may I probably have have have, have scars and um, that are kind of opened up when these when, when these tough times come. And uh, you know, I I suppose that that just comes from the experience of winning. And uh, you know. Winning, winning, breeds confidence, obviously as well. And then, like, then when you do get on top of the team, you know, having that ruthlessness to drive on again and and put a team away. And I suppose the weekend, although we didn't get any goals in the second half, within the space of kind of ten minutes, we racked up. I don't know. Maybe went from like pretty much a level game to maybe five, six, seven points, unnoticed really. Next thing you looked up at the scoreboard, and I think we were eight points up at one stage. So that just comes from from John and those experiences that we that we that I, that I spoke about, um, and ultimately having huge belief and confidence in ourselves and the management team, likewise.
2: That um, that feeling is is that something similar? Obviously, with the big talk was your halftime speech that was uh, credited. I know you're you're keen to kind of that it's a team effort and not to take credit for yourself, but is that the message you were trying to get through to the players on the weekend?
1: Yeah, I was I, I was like, look at we're back training since December and here we are. What a great opportunity we have. Are we gonna let it slip um, and be looking at it as a waste of a year? Not winning the All Ireland we have a great chance, and I knew it was in the lads. Like I could see it, they just weren't they weren't letting themselves hurl. They were holding back. They were waiting for someone else to do it, um, and and I was just to, uh, to urge the guys to take this opportunity. Um, and as I was saying, as I've I've seen you training harder on each other in, in matches, and to not bring that to the biggest occasion, and um, it was actually you know it was upset me because I just knew there was so much more of these lads, um, and I knew I I knew some of them hadn't witnessed losing an All Ireland. Um, and I didn't want them to do that and I said, Look at lads, you regret it, you regret it. Um, you know, and it, they just all stepped up like and like everyone to the man to the fifteen. I think some guys improved maybe ten percent, some lads maybe two, three percent. But when you add up all that from a team that were only three points down, um, you just you, you just you just knew that we were gonna get over the line and but as as I did say it, 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 it's easy to use those words and same the lads had to go out and do it and you know there was there were so many indicators in the first couple of minutes um, that I said look these these lads I didn't know we were going to win, but I knew that there'd be an improved performance, and I knew we wouldn't be far away
2: then from to put to put myself into the mindset of a Kilkenny player in the dressing room on the weekend then when is it a case then that if we do our job it doesn't matter what the opposition do because it sounds like what the message that kind of goes through um, from from you the, and into the players and the, the the general message in the squad and people listening in would have would have played in different teams and that. Do you talk? Do you even consider and say to yourselves, "Look, Galway will come back. With us, Galway will do this. Galway will do that." Or is it very like, for instance, the Irish rugby team who have a similar kind of message where? We do what we do well, and we do we do it properly everything else will 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 happen that's is very true and
1: that is is very much one of our managers in our teams like ask the questions very rarely does does anyone kind of match our our overall package, which is hard work and effort and a supreme skill level and we would without doubt we we'd have we'd know in the in the back of our minds if we perform and if we get that level that's More than likely, nine times out of ten, maybe nine and a half times out of ten, we're going to be all Ireland champions or we're going to win on that individual day. And very much this game, if we want to win it, it's in our own hands. Um, you know, and that's a that's a that's a very lucky thing for a team to have to be able to say. Um but like Ada with that, like you you have in in on some of the best, best hurlers and in the country which allows you to say that like there's no point saying that if you don't fully believe you know if we play tomorrow afternoon that 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 we that we won't win Um. so it, it's definitely yeah and look if you if you don't believe yourself well how do you expect to win or why did do you, do, do, do you train so hard for these these big days if you don't fully believe you will get over the line so it is very much a mantra that look if we get our performance in, in a good place with all the key things that we speak about, the hard work, the effort, and then our hurling will just flow that, look, we'll be there, thereabouts.
2: And then, going forward, to bring it back to the start of the year, Kilkenny kind of came into this, into this year, and I was listening to the second half during the week, and Owen Kelly, Owen Kelly said that at the start of the year, someone had said, if Kilkenny were to win the All-Ireland, that would be one of the biggest achievements of their career, of their Lifespan as a team because of the losses that you guys had at the start of the year with retirements and people uh, and huge, huge characters leaving like that. Those losses cannot be uh, underestimated. They're huge. So how does a group pick itself up if you could bring them back to the start of the year? How how do you guys pick yourselves up and say, you know what, we can still do this? Is it a case of like you mentioned with the younger players? That they will regret it if they don't push on and and win an all Ireland, or is it just a case of, you know, no matter no matter who's here, it's the same thing, same message. It's a bit of it all, really.
1: There was definitely the message that look, <coughs> we're definitely still good enough, and, and there was no picking up really. It was just getting back in and doing the things again. We were still all Ireland champions. Yes, we lo- had lost unbelievably hurlers and massive leaders. The lucky thing about it was, was that only one of them had actually started the All Ireland last year, so from a, a kind of a damaging point of view of a team, it it was manageable, it was fixable, and Joey Hole showed that. Um, so it it was definitely a thing that this is going to continue on if we wanted and if we if if we work hard enough for it, and um, probably subconsciously all of us needed to. um step up things from a point of view of leadership of you know the new guys coming in showing them exactly this is the way things are this is how we handle ourselves this is what we're about and um, you know like it just evolved from there really and looking back maybe maybe having a poor excuse me, having a poor league, kind of maybe have refocused our minds a bit more and said, Look at lads, maybe we're not we're we're not where we where we normally are at this time of the year and, and we put in a kinda of a good series shift of training in, in, in those months. Um and then from then on, you know, the first round again Wexford, <clears throat> we hurled so well, you know, it kinda of gave everyone confidence, look it's you know, this is on this is on and it just it's just snowball from the air but like every, every year like it's all about the next challenge. Like, yeah, we've won this All Ireland and it's brilliant. It's all about straight away the next challenge, the next challenge. And uh, you know, that was the way it was looked. And, you know, there was no way like after last year's year, there was no God's lad, this is a disaster and things like that. I remember when DJ Carey and, 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 and John Heine and those all retired in the one year, there was talks of uh, you know, Kenny will will be rebuilding again and if we went on to win four in a row. Um, so the thing just the mentality with Kilkenny is it just continues on, and it's the next person in, and and uh, um, you know the heroes that are gone out the door absolutely we love them forever, but it's on about it's on about the next the, the next person and the, and the jersey and the Kenny, Harlan um, setup is, is is bigger than any individual.
2: So as one thing that that I was listening to today before we chatted was I listened to your interview twelve months ago that you uh, done the that you done with the second captains after he'd won the All Ireland mm-hmm. and after the replay. Kind of one thing you talked about was and it was kind of a message that came out in cer from certain parts of the Kilkenny camp that you guys that you felt like they that there was questions asked that were probably were probably a little bit unfair about uh, could Tipperary or could Kilkenny still go, could they still do it? Um like is this team finished after they've won so many All Irelands? Was there an element of that at the start of the year that a little bit of you, you, we don't with in with certain respect we don't need those guys? Like I know you said that there was only one of the fellows that retired actually started last year. Is it a case of you know we're good enough? We can still do this. We're not a one man band.
1: Yeah, most definitely. And if you look at the team, like with all those guys going out the door and the wealth of experience and All-Ireland medals and all, like, you're still looking at, like, you've three hurlers of the year in your team straight away and, and hopefully TJ Reid will win this year a fourth one. um And, like, like, who are people to write us off? Like, you know, like, we've just won the All-Ireland and straight away people are saying we're, we're, we're practically gone way down the picking order. So I suppose, that, like, it's not something we talked about but I suppose subconsciously so we're like, Jeez, we're, we're not going anywhere. Like, why are people saying we're gone and we're we're not? We're not the team we were and all that. Um, and I, people, I just took that on the chest and said, right, you know, this is the, this is the next challenge. God, let's get our, let's get our, our teeth stuck into this, and just just on from there. Um, you know, and it, it's it's just ultimately we we actually we love winning all Ireland. It's not feeling at at the final whistle. That, final whistle goes, is just magical and we just wanted it so much, so, so much Um, and then as as the year just evolved out, we just got more and more into it and more consumed with it and, uh, you know, like uh, as I say, we three hurlers a year are still, still in our team, you don't become a bad team overnight
2: That's very, very true To point uh, the conversation in the direction of your boss, Brian Cody, probably the greatest GA manager, if not one of the greatest managers in any sport ever. You now, what what he's achieved from your perspective, uh you, this year was a little bit different for you in terms of you didn't start the start the All Ireland final. Did you see a little bit of a different side to him in that how he managed players? Because you you had been one of the the cornerstones of the starting fifteen for long long periods of your career, and now was a case. Was it a case of him coming to you and saying, "Jackie, you're going to need. I need you to maybe do a different role for the team this year."
1: No, he doesn't, and 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 Brian can be, you know, he he's very much in a lot of ways a facilitator, and and like would 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 totally stand back at at certain times and let us drive things on, and you know, other times would let the selectors, you know, and uh, facilitate and drive it on, and Brian mightn't say a whole lot. We say from the months of January, you know, in the early parts of the year, and as the year go on, he would, you know, he he gets get more more into it and things like that. But his his attitude to me wouldn't change at all. But you know, in in my head, I would be like, "Rice, right, guys are gone, and there's new guys in. Uh, you know, a couple of us need to step up here and show the guys. Away. And something a lot of the times I often said is, it's not about talking. It's just about things you do, just showing the lads the way you train, the way you recover, the way you prepare." And it's not going up to a lad and saying you need to do x y and z because more than likely they're going to say ah you know i'm not going to do that but if he sees that you're doing x y and z and he sees that you've been successful or richie hogan or tj reid this is what they do obviously in his head he's going to go right well that seems to be the good way or the right way or the good thing to be doing because they're doing it and they've been successful and i think that's a way better way of of showing a guy what the right way is, then go up and say to them, "You need to do X, Y, and Z because that's what I do." And what I do mightn't work for the next person, as as the next person might work for me. But at least if you do that, they can see that, and they could try it, try out whether it's recovery or mindset or how you how you condone yourselves. And um, so, without. Doing anything as regards saying things or verbalizing that, and, you know, guys are guys are ambitious and, and and they want to succeed. And you can guarantee those lads on the bench weekend that want to be there next year, and they'll know the level that they have to get to, to 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 get there. And and a lot of the time, that's just shown without being verbalized.
2: And so for 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 you personally, do you look at that next year going forward to next year and say I I now need to get to that pace to that level or is it a case of you take it year by year? I
1: oh, will. This at this stage of my career now, it's definitely a a year by year. And I suppose I, I I'm not in the in the mental head right now to think about next year and, and what I'm actually going to do on that. Um, but in my earlier years, yeah, it it was. You know, you be you be looking at it year on year, but right now I suppose I'm still enjoying it. Um, you know, and I'm kind of trying to get my foot in the best possible order for the club and things like that. So, so 2016 is is a lot down the road from from my thoughts right now.
2: Fair enough, fair point. Uh, so just to move on, moving on a little bit, I know in the All Ireland semi final, uh, you you guys came up against Waterford and if were the stalwarts, the champions coming in. This year, the the young up and coming challengers to the crown, uh, in Waterford, were. What did you make of that challenge? Because they seemed to be kind of a little bit of a outside bet this year.
1: Yeah, it was kind of more of a a mental challenge really than that, and something we'd never really come up against before. And uh, I suppose uh, it was very tactical, and it was an awful lot made of of the Waterford game plan that they played and things like that. So, um, you know, it was probably it was probably. Uh, uh, it was a, more of a mind game than anything really before, but essentially, like it's it, it, it's down to the, our core principles of, you know, honesty and working hard. But probably more so forever, hurling with our heads and and hurling with our heads up, um, you know, instead of maybe driving long ball, we're down to tight the bark, we're the next man, maybe feeding it down the, the channels and looking for looking for our men more than pumping it in into a full forward situation and mixing it up a bit and you'd seen that like some of the balls were played short to Richie in the middle and working down the channels and then the odd time it was so long on TJ and for TJ's goal it was just a long direct ball so it probably tested us from that point of view of you know really hurling the game out in our heads instead of just going out and you know tearing into it for lads from the world and, and, and just getting stuck in we probably had to uh you know play a lot more of a tactical game and, and, and a possession game and things like that so but that's what the great teams do. They're adaptable. They're flexible. Um, you know, we would like to think for ourselves that no matter what a team could cause, that we could handle it.
2: And obviously, from your point of view, and I know, I know the the message and the mentality that the Kilkenny team, um, that the Kilkenny team tried to hold at all, at all times is about that. It's what it's what we do. It's doesn't the other teams can do do what they do, they can play the way they want, but it's the only thing that's important to us is us. But for you, throughout this year, and when you see teams like Waterford, and you see teams like uh, Galway, Tipperary, do you see the standard rising every year? Because I know in, in previous, Kilkenny might have thought that the standard, that the it was always very competitive, but for one or two years, Kilkenny maybe pulled away from the pack in a significant way. But do you see the field maybe getting a little bit more crowded as the years goes on?
1: Yeah, that would be a fair point, really. You know, you you can look at uh, teams, the way they prepare now and what they put into it and the focus and, and, you know, the breaking down of stats and things like that. It it, it has really evolved the game and because of that, I think it has pulled everything tighter and, um, you know, with defensive systems and, uh, and game plans and Man mark matchups. It just really is narrowing down the probably the, um, I suppose, the hurling off the cuff kind of attitude. And uh, it's 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 just it's just the nature of any sport. A team a team at the top is eventually people are just going to keep looking, 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 and 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 trying to break it down. So most definitely, you can see. Teams are are are, are like Tipperary. The last couple of years have really kicked on. Colway, obviously as well. Watford are coming now as well. Um. So yeah, the, the pack is, 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 is very congested and it's very even at the minute. And uh, I suppose that just adds for greater excitement of for supporters and and
2: the, and the neutrals watching. To go on to hear some of your other sporting interests, I know you're a big uh, American football fan. <laughs> yeah. And this weekend, obviously, is the start of the uh, NFL season. Um, tonight, tonight, actually. T- tonight, tonight. Well, when we were, when this goes out, oh, um, right. the Patriots and the Steelers would have played their first game. Your favorite team is it the Dallas Cowboys? Have I got that right? Yeah, yeah, that's correct.
1: Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big Cowboys, like Cowboys, fan. All right, yeah.
2: So when you when you watch when you watch different teams and we when, when you watch different sports, do you like watch? From the fella in Kilkenny, what what's it about Dallas Cowboys that makes you sit up and go, "This is my team"? Uh,
1: well, I suppose it, it's that one is a pretty simple answer. Just when I started watching it, it was the first game I watched was Cowboys <laughs> and the Eagles, so I just watched them. So I love the answer. I know you're, I love it. I know you're looking for a romantic story on that one, but it, it, it's just not there. But, no,
2: no, that's you know, exactly what I was looking for. <laughs> but
1: like, but like the like uh, Tom Brady, I, I'm kind of infatuated by him, and my, my, my my girlfriend is kind of worried at sometimes, but uh, you know, the guy just. To, to, to see what he did last year after the doubters and things like that and his age profile and I always remember one thing he said to reflect on the amount of rings he won and, and an equal equaling his hero Joe, Joe Montana they asked him what his favourite ring was and I thought his answer was brilliant he said it, it, it's the next one I win and huh. I just thought it was, it was it was an unbelievable answer is that something um, you
2: try and take into your own sporting career
1: he, they asked tom brady what his his
2: yeah was. yeah but is that something yeah. is that something is that message the uh, something that you look at and go yeah that's that's my uh, my sport mentality
1: yeah well uh, i i i'd like to think i'd like to think that um and uh, and would, would would echo into the next challenge and things like that um but i just thought it was a brilliant answer and i just you could just get a glimpse of the way Tom Brady thinks Um and i I, I seen on some of his mic'd up thing, things he'd say, he was always on about let's, let's be great on the next play let's be great on the next play let's all be great on the next play and things like that and when he comes into the huddle and I remember for the Super Bowl last year when they got the ball back and he said this is our championship drive we're going to drive down this field and we're going to win. It. We're going to win the Super Bowl with this drive, and I think of fifteen throws, he connected with thirteen of them. And you could just see the positivity, and he literally was like grabbing his team and pulling them to to his Super Bowl victory. Um, and you it just—it's just—it's unbelievable. I think the mentality he has, and um, you know, I just, I just, I just really buy into to, to what he is and the way he thinks.
2: Is it something? Oftentimes, sports stars, um, from di- all different fields. Oftentimes they can be, you know, but sporting fanatics about US sports, but all that but all different ones. is it a case with when you're fandom of American football and in particular with Tom Brady, is it something do you go looking for little tactical things that can that can help your game? Do you look at uh, I know for instance with Dublin for instance that Jim Gavin is a is a big American football fan and he would look at and go different things that different American football teams might be able to, we can take something from them and put it into <clears> our own game? Mine would be more sort the mindset
1: and the way guys think and how they think they can be great and what they can do. I suppose from Jim, Jim is probably looking at a tactics point of view yeah, or a game yeah. plan or, or how to prepare a team or things like that. I would solely just look at, you know, why are the great players so great? What makes them win? What makes them tick? What are they thinking? What are they thinking when they're losing? What are they thinking are they winning? Um, you know, how do they prepare? How do they train? That's the way I look at how is Tom Brady getting the best out of himself at thirty seven years of age? How is he still one of the best quarterbacks in the league? Um, he he must be doing one of so many things right. Um you know, and they're the kind of things I'll be going through in my head, um, and like you, you can look now. Odell Beckham Jr. is going to be a star, but then he's young. JJ Watts is 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 just is, is just a freak. Yeah. Like Tom Brady is thirty seven, has won so much, is is a superstar around the world. But yes, he does the great things, so great. And that's the way I look at. It. And uh, yeah, you know LeBron James is another example of it as well. Um, and it's not like obviously the money is all great and all that. But if Tom Brady was motivated by money, he'd be gone years ago. And um, if he was motivated by, get, by getting an unbelievable wife, he'd be gone years ago.
0: <laughs> what keeps
1: what, what 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 keeps him coming back and coming back? And uh, you know that's the way I kind of look at, it, and that's why I kind of yearn for it and, and try to reach out. And you know I'd always be just googling him or training techniques or talks that he's done like that. Um, you know, and, and there's so many great documentaries out there for him, and we we'll just pick up a little small little nuggets. But you know that that like that one, which is your favorite Super Bowl ring. It's the next one. It's the next one, and I wouldn't bet him get bet him against him that one another one.
2: I know you said, you you look at you look at his like uh, the, the mental skills perhaps that NFL players and other players perhaps is something that you pick up on, and you've talked about Tom Brady's positivity and. Looking ahead, but Tom Brady obviously in the close season had a bit of a controversial, a bit of problematic uh, with the the flight gate. Do do you look at that and how he behaved and how he reacted and how he and perhaps uh, looking at the game tonight and in the following games and how he reacted to adversity and to problems that make him up. Is that something as well that you look up and say, okay, positively when things are going well, this is what he does. But you know what, when things go badly, this is what he does and this is how he reacts.
1: Yeah, m- m- most definitely. And the flake hit I was watching has got a good bit of coverage and things like that. But he even looked like things when he was turning up to his hearing, the way he dressed, the way he walked into that courtroom, his whole body language is just... I when I seen got out of the car, I was like, like, how could you spend suspend this lad for four games the next <laughs> season? Um, I was just like, and it was just the way he like was so nice, so. I don't know. He just he just seemed to have time for everyone, and uh, I I like I'm so intrigued to see how he does this year, um on the back of the flake gate, and I know he got off, and I know he's playing, he's playing in the first game of the season and things like that. Um, and it will be interesting, and, and I'll be looking for something <laughs> something of him as well in it. And uh, you know, I just I just I just think he's a great man, um with a great mindset, and has just achieved so much from where he's come from being been drafted 199th um, and and to where he is now today, it's just it's phenomenal.
2: And going on going on to other American sports, you spent some time out earlier this year um, with playing baseball. What was that experience like?
1: Yeah, it was uh, it was totally enjoyable. Um, it was um, you know to see to see the way professional people. Live and, and their lives, and how they prepare for their game, and you know what their mindset is. And uh, I got I, like I was lucky enough to, to, to meet the superstar that is Giancarlo Stanton, and had signed it uh, just signed the biggest contract in, in um, American sports history. And likewise, with that as well, I was kind of asking myself the same questions like, you now he's a lot younger than Tom Brady, but like, what makes this guy tick? And you know, like, he's more money than, than, than anyone in, in a sporting capacity in America. Um, you know, and what what makes him want to be great and things like that. And uh, it it was it was like it, as you can see, I am just trying to get the psychology of people and and how they think and how they're so mentally strong and so positive and things like that. So um, it was it was from that point of view, it was very interesting just 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 to see him and the way he carried on and the way he he he, he even walked around the place. He just had this this air of greatness about him already without having achieved that and great yet. Um,
2: Conversely, though, on the opposite side of it, when the baseball player that came to play hurling uh, and I swapped with you, what did you think of that process of him coming to her to Herlan, coming from a professional kind of background and coming into an environment where it's about just pure the pure love of it? It's about the pure camaraderie with with your teammates and your community. How did you think he reacted to it?
1: And um, he was like, he was really overawed by by you know the whole experience and things like that, and kind of made me feel very warm and very humbling of you know the GEA and what we represent. When he was eyes were really open to it, and the thing that really struck me about it was that he went to our clubhouse one night, and he had been down in St Kieran's College where I had gone to secondary school, and he, he he mentioned that to the lads, and the majority of the lads had put their hands up and said, yeah, we all went there, and what he got from it was like. You know they're all still friends. They're still playing the game. They love, and here they are in the clubhouse. He goes. When I went to to to, to secondary school, and even when after he was drafted, he said all those guys just went to different teams all over America and uh it's only afterwards I was thinking about it, I said, like, God, isn't that great that, you know, we're still there doing the thing we love all together in a in a club environment and doing it with, with such pride. Um, you know, and whereas over there they're just a number and they're just banded about and he, he like I had never really kinda of thought of that until he actually said it and opened my eyes to it. And um, you know, I so, saw like f- from those kind of there was a couple of different things like that. That he would said, or just just when we were talking, just about the difference in our sports. And um, that just made you feel like really feel proud to be from, you know, be Irish, be involved in the GA, and have that connection to the, the GA club.
2: And you, you mentioned you look at different characters and different athletes and, and what motivates them and what gets them playing at different times. The, the debate coming up this week in the GA circles, again, it's wearing its head, is about. Pay for play, and whether the game would be, would be as well going professional or staying amateur, and um, the the documentary does on RT Two during the week about um whether it could or not, and fellas like Mick McCarthy and Stephen Hunt saying that you know I don't think it would suit the sport. I don't think I think it would lose its character. Uh, I think it would the sport would lose its character. I get the, I get the feeling that you might be on the same boat.
1: Yeah, you're dead right, and obviously with what I've just spoken about with with Brian Schneider and and his his opening of of my eyes really to that to that kind um, you know, and I just think we have a we have a great product and we have a great game, and you know, definitely the attitude, of, you know, don't try to fix something that's not broken, and. Uh, you know, you hear so many great stories of people being overawed by, by all Ireland Finals and going to clubs and things like that. I just think that we, that's what we should be tapping into. And uh, I think it's it's like all the adverts that AIB do with, with hashtag the toughest and things like that. It's just, you know... What people will give to to play in an All Ireland club final, um, and what 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 great clubs we have, I I would definitely be echoing. That's where the strength is, and you know maybe if the GA needs that, it's just to look at that and how the how how the club player could be could be looked, or the club system and, and championship could 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 um could be improved. Um, so like pay for play and things like that, I don't think they're the real core issues. The thing we need to look at is is the how the club player can you know. Go so long without playing any any meaningful games, so like definitely we can we improve most definitely. Um, but I I definitely don't think I'd looking to pay for playing things like that. That
2: isn't the answer. From talking to you this evening, Jackie, I get the I get the feeling that whether you decide to hang up the boots this year or next year or whenever, that you see yourself going into like campaigning and helping the the sport grow even further. That. for for one thing, and it's I'm I'm only the first time I've ever spoken to you this evening, but any time I've heard you spoke or any time I've read on your interviews, you seem like a fellow that would make a fantastic manager. Is it like in terms of how you approach the game? Is that something you see yourself going into the future? I know I know I'm not pushing on retirement plans or anything like that. And yeah. this I'm talking about down the line. Like, could you see yourself going into perhaps one day being Mad uh, the GAA president.
1: Uh, I don't know, I don't know about the GAA president, no, like that, something I,
2: along those lines.
1: Yeah, like, look, you'd never know where you'd end up, I suppose. What I would say is, I'm passionate about the game, I love the game. Um, you know, and, and in particular, And I love doing, doing what I do, and I love, I love my club and represent my club as well as my county, so um. Yeah, you look. y y like when you're so consumed with, it, when it's gone, you like to do something or do some capacity or some form, form to you know get get back in and get your get get your teeth stuck into it. So look, I'd I'd never say that to that, whether it be. You know, from the top, which is president of the GEA, to holding hurdles for your under-14s um, in a club game. I'll be somewhere in there, maybe in the middle or at the bottom. Who knows? Or at the top. You just don't know where where it could lead to. And um, I suppose it's just, it's just the, the love of the game that I have.
2: And to go back to the championship this year, and obviously the very successful one for you, um, going into the All-Ireland final, just to... To get your view on after going to Pereira, you played at such a classic final, a classic semi final, and it was a real kind of to and fro, real big humdinger. What sort of effect, mentally, do you get when watching that game? Because an awful lot of people have spoken on the back of the football, all Ireland football semi final, with, with Mayo and Dublin, that Kerry are looking at it and they'll have a better idea of what a team can do. Is that something similar that you found yourself uh, to the, say in the final? Yeah, well, when I watched
1: it and and that Sunday and I sat back and I... Obviously, I watched it live and, you know, you're you're looking for this and that and the other and obviously, I was like, right, it's Galway, it's Galway. We'll have to look at Galway and I was, like, really going... It was such a brilliant performance by Galway. It, it was, really was and I was like, we really are going to have our, our, our work cut out but I was like, look, this is an all Ireland final. You know, no one's going to hand it to you, but I I watch it again the next day, and obviously, you know, no 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 under result and things like that. I'd look back and I'd seen how I suppose looking at the Tipperary forward line and how 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 they played that day, and and I seen an opportunity that I think our, our our forwards can perform better than those. uh Tipperary forwards, the Tipperary forwards probably didn't perform to rough that day and I just seen an opportunity that you know if we get a couple of our followers more and well on sun on, on on Sunday, two weeks well it was three weeks and then um I said that's that's where we can we we can win the game and I wasn't as concerned as I initially was because when I was looking I was kind of looking at their intensity levels and how hard they would worked and things like that and the, how different the team they were from the so final but when I actually broke it down and looked at, I felt that our forwards would 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 do more damage than the Tipperary forwards. Like obviously James Cannon was unbelievable that day, but he didn't really have a supporting cast. Where I, I knew that we'd have TJ, and we'd have Richie, and I knew we'd have a good supporting cast in the likes of Larks and Geraldwood and, and Colin and Wally. Um, and I just I I had a confidence in myself if 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 we if we do what we do well, that we will get the scores. And and you know I I, I looked at it at that. Right, it's not about Galway anymore, it's about us, and it's about getting those lads ready for that level and getting them up to that level, and just went just went away and looked at it and went out like that.
2: But equally for yourself, playing uh, from the full-back line, do you look at the inside-forward and say, you, you look at their weaknesses and strengths?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and that's that would be another opportunity. You look at the forwards, and even like the All Ireland replay last year. Like after the first, day, they did played so well, but we as a defensive unit felt we hadn't played well, and we felt we had the winning of the game in the sense that look, if we can get on top of their forwards. We know our forwards will get the scores. It's just if we keep that that score laid down, we can win it. And and it, it it swings both ways. Like and I just felt the the winning of it this year was in our forwards. Whereas the year before in the replay, I felt our backs had the winning of it because I knew what our forwards would do. I knew they perform. I knew Richie and Teja and the lads would do it in the business, and they did. And I said if we can just get the grip with the Tipperary forwards, that we could win it. And it was just a, a flip of it this year. Whereas I just said if I can get our forwards motoring, and um, that the opportunity was there, and the scores would. Scores will be there for us.
2: Excellent. Thanks very much, Jackie, for joining me this evening. It's uh, it's been fantastic to talk to you, and you've given a great insight. I'll uh, let you go. Get prepared to uh, get in place for Tom Brady's big uh, opening tonight. <laughs> great stuff. Looking forward to it. Thanks very much, Pierce. Cheers, Jackie. Thanks very much. Take care. All the best. Bye bye. Oh, holy
0: Moses! I tell you what they've achieved. They've achieved something absolutely rotten. And uh, Kieran McGinley, as a player was you know a, a phenomenal player and he didn't cry and he didn't quench, you
1: know.
2: Our mission was to show
0: that we're no longer the Whipping Boys of Munster. But I'll tell you what, you can forget about Sean Kavanagh as far as he's a man.
1: Remember that tribe in, in Iraq, the Shiite tribe? Well, we've watched Shiite football.
0: People think I'm a bit of a, a lunatic, loose cannon, whatever you'd like to uh, say. Shamas! Come on! Move! Move! Taking off my ring now, I walk on through the door i and every little lady shaking on the dance floor Laughing to my friends, loosening up my tie I'ma all the casting over one thing all oh, my mind.